0: The Lucky Mojo Voodoo Ruber brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Ferial Company in Forestville, California, and online at LuckyMojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt of Papa Newt.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Captain Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California and conjurman Ali of theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Reworkers, Chaz Bogan of chazbogan.com in Walnut Creek, California, bringing us today's topic on Christmas True Magic. Afterwards, they will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions problems about love money career and spiritual protection using traditional african american folk magic practices of hoodoo conjure or work, as divine and described by the greatest spiritual hoodooist of our time you can learn a lot just by listening but if you're selected among those who signed up at the lucky mojo forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co host Ms. Kat and Kanjima Ali. Ms. Kat?
1: Howdy, Papa Newt. Nice to hear your voice. Okay, I do have to ask, how cold is it right now in Omaha, <laughs> You
0: know, actually, it. It was in the 50s today. We did have some frost, uh, uh, some sleet this morning, but it got, I think, into the 50s. But now it's getting down to 33 right now. Ah, okay.
1: Well, we're beating you by a little bit. We're in the 60s up here in Northern California. Um, uh, things are things are um, chugging along. We had a lot of customers in the shop today, and... Um, I was teaching people how to dress candles and, um, and dressing them for them and teaching them how. And uh, and it's a... it You know, there's a lot of education that goes on into running a hoodoo shop. You know, you don't just turn people loose and collect their money. you got to teach them what they're doing. Um, you know, a lady comes in and she's looking at graveyard dirt and she goes, Oh, this is terrible. I don't believe in this. And you have to go, Well, that's right. Just calm down now. Don't frighten the horses.
2: It'll be okay.
1: <laughs> and that... And then, you know, give her a couple of good graveyard spells. And she goes, oh, I could use those. And you go, yeah, that's right. And I had a couple of people in. They wanted to know how to do Crown of Success. And I wish Tyler, Tyler was the young man, Tyler all the success in the world in the fashion business. Um, Creativity in abundance, fame in abundance. And, of course, creativity plus fame equals money. So I wish all of that for Tyler. And um, so we had a good time working in the shop. It's uh, nice weather outside, and outdoors, Bo Maldonado is uh, painting uh, the church. And uh, somebody in Facebook said to me, hey, you haven't had an update like you did every day for a while. What's going on? Did you stop work? And I said, no, no, no. Uh, Bo, uh, who is painting, can only come in on the weekends. And so he's got two sides of the building painted, and he's working on side three and side four. So then there's the inside, and, you know, it's a, it's a job. Very fine detail painting, and he is a fine detail painter. And I love the uh, topic for today, which we'll get to in a minute, which is Christmas tree magic, because the colors of Christmas tend to be green for the trees, red for the ornaments or the bows on the packages or the skirt underneath the tree, and then, of course, gold for the ribbon. And red, green, and gold are sometimes called Christmas colors. And that happens to be the colors that Bo is painting our church today. So it just is nice. To go outside and look at our church. It looks like a little Christmas tree. Um, but then a lot of things in our life do look like Christmas trees because I tend to like those colors together. So that's all the news I have to report. And um, I'm now going to ask Ollie, what's going on in Southern California? You know, you've got those horrible fires. I hope you're safe.
3: Yes, thanks for for asking. Um the, f- the fires are still ongoing. Um are you know 2017 has been one of those years where they put out one fire and another one springs up. Um and that's kind of been going on in Southern California. I'm luckily far enough away um that I'm not in any particular danger. I don't even see the fires, but there's still a lot of smoke um in oh, Southern yeah. California. Yeah. And that's oh, yeah. made it, it. That's made it a bit of a pain in the butt. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been affecting a lot of people down here. So uh, lots of prayers to, to all all friends and family who are are trying to keep things safe. There've been some close close calls, but no one's house that I personally know have been uh, damaged. That said, a lot of houses have been, um, and yeah. and not just houses, you know. Uh, large areas of, of wild space of, of Greenland of brush of places where animals live and you know the damage to the environment is, is quite uh, extensive especially given that, that we just had fire after fire in both northern and southern California so lots of prayers out to um, all the people who are trying to put out the fires the people who are being affected by it um, hopefully it will all get tamped down otherwise I'm doing uh, quite well just you know Praying for the state, praying for the for the country, uh, trying to pray for a bit of sanity as the year winds down to what has been, what a weird weird year, 2017 mm-hmm. has been. And I was just, and I was uh reflecting and, and looking back on the prediction that I made in the in the beginning of the year. Man, I mean, I predicted a lot of stuff, and it, and it all came true, you know, which is great. But I, sometimes you wish it didn't. And you go, oh, I mm-hmm. wish I had been a little bit wrong on on some of these because I didn't expect it to be this weird, and it is. It's been a <laughs> weird year, and cannot wait for 2018 to start. To be honest with you.
1: Well, Ali, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in with a little bit of the weirdness. I just have to say, a directive from the White House that the Centers for Disease Control oh, God. use the word cannot use the word fetus is oh God. fantastically weird. That may be the weirdest thing that ever happened because fetus is simply a marker of the age of an unborn child. I mean, there's first comes the embryo, then comes the fetus, then comes the neonate, then comes the toddler. <clears throat> it's just a description of a time period. They're not allowed to use the word fetus. Are we living in some science fiction world? Is Orwellian. It, it's
3: really Orwellian. It's so bizarre.
1: They crazy. can't use the word
3: evidence. Frickin they can't crazy. say
1: evidence-based. Oh my god! Yes, they can't say evidence-based. They can't say science. But they can't say transgender. That doesn't exist anymore. We've abolished it. I mean, whoa! So yeah, we could do a whole show on what the fuck is going on. But um, just to just to just to encapsulate it in a nutshell, Ali says it's been a weird year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All these men being resigning, Democrats, Republicans, famous, not famous, academic, Uh, entertainment. How many men have grabbed women by the pussy, forced their tongues into women's mouths, raped women, paraded naked in front of them wearing nothing but an open um, bathrobe? My god. I thought it was I yeah. was the only one that these horrible things happened to me too. I thought I was, you know, somehow at fault that these things happened to me when I was young. Holy shit. Yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. <laughs> very interesting here. Wow. Um so it's been a it's been something and again, I just I just pray for our carbon footprint. <laughs> Because it's yeah, all gonna come crashing right. down if uh, oh I'm sorry, we can't say science based. Well,
2: something bad <laughs> will
1: happen. I can't. <laughs> but it I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I this is it it is really um out of control out there. I, I, Pray okay. for peace. Pray for peace and um yeah. Now today we have with us um one of our Good, good friend, one of my favorite people in the whole world, Chaz Bogan. So, welcome to the show, Chaz. It's so nice to have Thank you. Thank you. Now, for those of who do not know Chaz, um, first of all, he has his own website. Second of all, Chaz is the uh, kind of genius behind Carnivalia, which is a company <laughs> that makes um, Ouija boards and his output of artistic. Ouija boards, pendulum boards, has to be seen to be believed. Carnivalia, it's a wonderful sight. Then Chaz and his uh, partners, Storm, and I guess is Devin a partner? I'm not sure, but I think he is, Mm -hmm. in the Mystic Dream. Right, so the threesome run, the Mystic Dream. And the Mystic Dream is a wonderful metaphysical, occult, pagan-oriented, you name it, hoodoo, divination, everything, crystals, If you want it, they've got it, and they're in Walnut Creek, California. And I really do uh, have a lot to say about that. Chaz is a writer, as uh, are Storm and and Devin. Everybody in this family is creative, and um, (laughs) you guys are so good, such good friends to us and our shop, such good colleagues. So it's lovely to have you here, Chaz.
4: Well, thank you. What a great introduction. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I want people to go to your store and, and, and purchase things and keep you in business and keep you doing well. They will learn a lot by hanging out at the Mystic Dream if they go there, too. Now, um, our topic is always brought to us by our guest, and the topic that Chaz has brought to us today is Christmas tree magic. So I'm going to, as usual, start this off with just a little bit of a thought. And this is, um, I think that many people do have some knowledge of the fact that Christmas trees are uh, not exactly mm, Christian. And um, (laughs) I'm going to a post in the um chat room some information about a book and i don't usually just start this off by saying hey everybody read this book but i do want people to know about this wonderful book called pagan christmas it's a beautiful color book it makes a great gift book for anybody who in your life who is pagan anybody in your life who likes folklore and it is all about pagan christmas exactly what it says and the authors are Christopher Ratch and Claudia Müller-Ebeling. And um, we sell it, but we're not the only ones who sell it. It's published by Inner Traditions. You can buy it from Amazon. So that's just my introduction to this. Now I'm going to turn this over to Chas. And um, Chaz, tell us about
4: Christmas tree magic. Okay, certainly. First of all, I'm getting over the flu, so I apologize if I sound a little hoarse. <clears throat> Will do. But... Um, It's going around. Um, Yeah, so I think of the Christmas tree, for me, it serves as a type of altar. Um, Of course, it has roots as a fertility symbol, something evergreen to remind us that uh, the dark days of winter aren't going to last forever. Um, But for me, it's really uh, a place in my home for the season where I can get out Um, all these precious ornaments and things that are really important to me, really sacred to me, and um, put them in a place. Um, I personally enjoy a gaudy tree. Growing up, my mom was very particular uh, about how the tree would be themed each year, uh, with most of my favorite ornaments getting sequestered way in the back. Um, so my rebellion as an adult has been to uh, employ lights and streamers and bows and garland and uh, so much so that you can hardly even see any green in the tree. Um, I, 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 I like gotta, a very oh, garish hold on, tree.
1: Hold on. I got to bring you up short, baby. I got to break in.
4: And what <laughs> okay. sign of the
1: zodiac and what sign
4: of the zodiac are you? Taurus, <laughs> like most people Taurus! Tour- <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, for those funny. who
1: are new to this show, <laughs> we are having a four taurus show again <laughs> again <laughs> again, and um, a tourist is i mean when he the minute he said the precious ornaments. I'm just like <laughs> oh my lord that is, um, like something I would say do you know uh, Chaz I'm a Taurus myself and um, mm-hmm. and I'm not only I'm a Taurus I'm a Jewish Taurus and so I have a permanent whole, not just a Christmas tree I have an entire 12 by 15 room completely filled with Christmas tree ornaments Christmases Life-size Santas, painted Santas. I'm even married to a kind of a trollish Santa. Don't ask me why. I, I have nativity scenes. I have whatever. It's the Taurus, the precious ornaments. I advise you, Chaz, just add a room to your house and keep the ornaments out all the time. And hire, <laughs> h- hire some once-a-month cleaners, you know, just to come and run the vacuum cleaner over it all. It'll be fine.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. I've seen your room, and I love it. Every time I've, I've been down there, it's just fabulous. Um, but yeah, so you know what I'm talking about, this this passion oh, yeah. performance. Yeah. And actually what got me, you know, uh, thinking about this topic was the fact that this year I'm actually missing my tree. Uh, we've got both a new puppy and a new kitten. Uh, so, mm. so far we've decided to forego the tree because it'll just be a, a catastrophe otherwise. Um, but I'm missing, uh, I'm I'm missing all of my baubles and, you know, I, I, I have an animistic approach to these ornaments. I, I see them as something that are alive and each year I expect to have, you know, a reunion with them. Um hmm so so we'll see. I think come Christmas Day, despite not having a tree, I'm going to take them out of their box, spritz them with some Hoyt's Cologne, tap them awake, and just spend some time with them. Jimmy, um, that's, a, that's, 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 a
1: sweet, that's a sweet thing. I'm going to give you another recommendation.
4: Go absolutely. To,
1: go to Kmart or Walmart or, hey, go to someplace, upscale if you want, and buy artificial garlands.
0: Okay. Hang
1: the garlands in loops from your curtain va- valance rod holders. You know what I'm talking about. Your curtain rods. Yeah. And then hang the ornaments on the on those. Right. Oh, and before you do that, spray the the artificial garlands. Spray them with you know Christmas cheer, pine, spicy, whatever. Spray them, and then just hang the garlands. Uh-huh. The cat the puppy they won't be able to get that high
4: (laughs) i love this idea i'm i'm going to do this absolutely
1: (laughs) okay i the reason (laughs) i do it
4: i do it because i ran out of room on my
1: tree (laughs) (laughs) of course of course I actually have two trees now. I have the big tree, the little tree, and then I have the garlands, right? So, yeah, definitely go for the garlands and um, just spray, just spray the the fabulous pine and and cinnamon and allspice and mace and nutmeg and clove spritz, and all is well. <laughs> I love Absolutely. you, Chad. The precious ornaments. I will never forget that you said uh-huh. the precious <laughs> ornaments. Well, yeah, I mean, seriously. Visiting, I, I no, no, the, ornament. come on, seriously. Seriously, man. visiting them in their boxes.
4: Damn. Well, you know, some of these I, I've had since I was a kid, and I'm 47 yeah. now, so some of them are looking kind of shabby especially the handmade ones were made from, like, lifesaver rolls and styrofoam balls, mm. um, yeah. but, uh, but I miss them, and, and I keep them. I, in fact, um, I think every year there's a couple of them that have just, you know, sort of gone too far, um, and they end up mm-hmm. getting buried in my backyard. I can't just throw them away. I, I have to be respectful about it. Um, that's, that's just how much they mean to me.
1: Well, you know, the oldest ornament I have on my tree is one that was from my grandmother and grandfather's house in Germany before World War Ooh. II. They were obviously Jewish, but they had Christian house servants. They were rather wealthy, and there were people, you know, they had a chauffeur, and they had a, a cook and so forth, and a housekeeper, and actually they had five servants who lived in their home, and um, and they had a whole big sun porch room, a very large, it would be like a ballroom type size of room, and um, they decorated that with a tree for their servants, so their servants could entertain people and have Christmas. And those ornaments um, over the years, of course, um, uh, were put away when the Nazis came. They were hidden in the home of one of the... Servant, she she hid everything, and she didn't break them or steal them or do anything. She hid them. Actually, they were hidden in the ground. And um, wow. my grandfather got them back, and they were divided up and sent to the various cousins and people as a reminder of our friends, the Christians, who helped save things for us. And so I have one of those. It's one of those little birds, you know, with a little clamp, and it's covered mm-hmm. with sprinkles. And the little tail that's made out of like a nylon toothbrushy kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that's my oldest ornament. So, yeah, I know what you mean about the childhood ornaments. When I was young, we had um, uh, some ornaments that were shiny bright from the Shiny Bright Company. And they were mm-hmm. still always packed away in their shiny bright boxes. And I still get tears in my eyes when I go to an antique store and see the shiny bright. It's just it's shiny bright is, was my name. I thought they were all called shiny bright. I didn't realize it was a brand name. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, they were shiny bright. Hey, it's shiny bright. So now I'm going to tell you we're 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 talking about Christmas tree magic. So I'm mm-hmm. going to um going to say something about uh, magic. Um, it mm-hmm. is very easy to decorate a tree um, with um magical things, and we're going to talk about mm-hmm. this at some length, but let's start with the first thing I said, which was to prepare a spritz uh, for the room and the tree that has all of those beautiful yeah. holiday aromas in it. The next thing I'm going to say is that most people put a skirt under the tree. It's very common to catch mm-hmm. the drop needles. Even yeah. if you have an artificial tree, people, it's just a tradition to put the skirt. Well, once you have a skirt around the tree, you can put things under that skirt, Right? And they're hidden in tricky. Plain sight, I guess. Out of, yeah, tricky, tricky. Um, you can dust that area. You can put whatever you want on it. If you are the kind of person who embroiders, you could embroider something into that skirt if you wish to. But that is um, one of the things that I like doing is have something under the tree that is a wish for the good luck, success, happiness of all who come into the room. It's a very simple mm. thing to I do. I love that. I like I and
3: powders and, and blowing powders. I know we often talk about powders as as laying them out. And that's the most common way of working with powders. But another way of working with powders is blowing powders. Um, and I take a, a mm-hmm. little bit, just a pinch in your hand, and you blow it onto the Christmas tree. Um, it's not a lot. You know, all of a sudden your Christmas tree is covered in powders. But you put the right, you put home, you know, home blessing on there. You put uh, attraction, any kind of powder that's really about drawing in the good. And you put a little pinch just right on the palm of your hand. And you say your prayer. And as you end your prayer, you blow out and blow that powder right onto the tree.
1: Hmm. Okay, now I'm going to throw another one out. And again, these are things that are um were asked about in the chat room. So I want to give a little shout out to our chat room. We got a lot of good people in here. Um, A lot of people just going by the name of guests, but we got Foxy Dot, we got Alchemicals Artisan Hour, we got Lady Marie, we got uh, Dominica Mazeppa, we got Miss Michael, and um, uh, Ross Alhaya, Moon Age Daydream, not sure if that's, I'm pronouncing that right, Whistler Spirit, um, and and, um, a, a whole and Reverend Dr. Sweets, and a whole bunch of guests. Okay, so you guys, thank you for joining us. Now, somebody asked about what about the tree topper. Oh, the tree topper, yes. Um, Many times those tree toppers just slide over the top of the tree, but they are hollow. And, again, Mm -hmm. a wish for blessings for all. Uh, would certainly be appropriate. If you have one of those tree toppers that has a light inside, you have to be a little bit more creative on that. But a tree topper is a great place to hide a wish or to put in something for all the people you wish to have be at peace. Sometimes, you know, family fights and feuds break out around the holidays. So you might want to put a little bit of everybody's hair together and, and uh, maybe, you know, braid them together, wax them together, however you're going to do it, and just put that in the topper and say maybe, you know, maybe we all come to this
4: tree as one, under you know, united. Okay? Well, that's I love beautiful. that. Yeah. I had talked earlier about, you know, the tree almost serving as an altar and, and we have sort of a, a, kind of an angelic figure at the top of ours and so she's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. the presence that... Um, uh, lords over the tree, and and I think last week was it um, somebody that was the tip of using the uh, crown of success on the star mm-hmm. on the top of the tree. I really loved that. I thought that was a really good takeaway from last week. Um, yeah. But you had mentioned um, also putting things inside of ornaments. Um, right. And I love this idea. Um, in fact, there's um, what I've seen done is making uh, witch balls out of these clear glass globes. If if you're familiar with uh, witch balls, they're usually glass blown. And there's usually a lot of uh, tendrils of glass inside of them. And it's this notion that negativity gets trapped in there. And... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so but you can do the same thing with this. You can go to Michael's or someplace like that. you can get the little uh, clear glass round ones, and you can fill them with um, tinsel. Um, I like the iridescent kind of tinsel. Um, but for a more mm-hmm. natural look, you could use Spanish moss. And um, it serves the same purpose. It's the idea of, you know, this negativity getting absorbed into it. And uh, then with the sunlight, it, it dissolves it. Um, or just with the lights of the Christmas tree, I would say it would do that as well. Um, so that's, that's a nice little trick I've seen done. And then you can paint the outside or glue sequins on it and, and fancy it up a bit.
1: Wow. Well, Um, I'm going to say that's a fantastic thing to do to make a witch ball. Now, Witch balls can be made in clear glass. They're often uh, made in blue. And if you can find a translucent uh, blue, that also is uh, one that's used. Some people make witch balls, and there are many, many ways to make them. They'll put pins and needles in them and things like that uh, to, um, you know, stab or break the spirit of negative spirit, you know, negative spiritual energy that comes in or mm-hmm. negative people. That's a that's a fantastic way to do it. Now, there's another thing that i happen to like, and this is, again, just an old traditional way to work. If you um, are going to make um, any kind of a mm, creche or nativity scene, some people Mm -hmm. do, some don't, so if you do, there's a lot that you can play with and work with at at that nativity scene, whether it's under the tree, next to the tree on a table, those little figures, the three kings, the... um, the baby Jesus, Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, the angels, the sheep, the donkeys, the camels, whatever you got, those are all like doll babies. They're like little figures.
4: Mm -hmm. And
1: you can actually set up the nativity scene in such a way as to produce the result you want, whether one of protection, whether one of love and peace. Most people, of course, use the nativity scene as a form of prayer or altar. But I personally possibly because I was not raised Christian, have also used them as a way to have certain people show up at the house. Well, I'm going to, this mm. this shepherd boy, this little shepherd boy here, I'd like him to come visit and call on us during mm. Christmas, you know, and I just name that little shepherd boy for that little guy and, you know, give him a little kiss and say, you know, come visit us. And I put the little shepherd out there, and maybe he's out at the edge of the nativity scene. Every day I move him in a little closer, mm. <laughs> Hope my nice. little shepherd boy comes to visit me. I've done it when I was a teenager, and it worked. Just saying.
3: <laughs> well, it's very cool. I'm yeah. I'm a, I'm partial towards the, and, and I think a lot of times when we think of decorating a tree, we think of baubles, but you really can hang anything from a Christmas tree. As anyone who's had mm-hmm. kids or, or younger family members know, I mean it's common for children to make some type of uh, ornament in class, and then they bring it home, and they're like, "Okay, hang this up," and you and you hang it up, no matter how weird looking it is. Um, so you can <laughs> mm-hmm. make your own. You can make your own ornaments um, that are yeah. fixed with oils and powders and herbs and bundles and whatnot. Um, you know, if it's an ornament with a photo, you can have a bundle of herbs, a small little herb packet behind it. You can hang it up. Um, another thing to hang up is milagros. Or various mm-hmm. amulets or charms, or little uh, p- uh, pieces that would represent something. The Christmas tree itself is a very powerful symbol, right? It's a symbol of evergreen. It's a symbol of of preserving of, of preserving life in the darkest of night. Um, uh, you know, there's a, there's a whole symbolism there. So you can use, as Chaz brilliantly pointed out, it as a as a uh, altar. And so you could put up Malongros on there. You could put up Sacred Hearts on there. You could put up talismans and amulets that are innocuous, that aren't, you know, don't look spooky or magical, but they certainly have power behind them. And you can hang them up amongst the decorations and amongst the baubles and the lights, and none none would be the wiser, or you could put them right out in in public. But I've put up malagros in particular, both if I was doing a particular prayer. And I would do it in, t- in coinciding with Christmas itself in the days of Christmas and praying for that person and, and lighting candle um, and putting up the malagro, For example, if it's someone who's uh, got an arm injury or doing something of the sort, you can put up an arm milagro uh, or charm up there. It's a great way of working um, and working. It
1: looks beautiful. That's fan- fantastic. In the chat room, we got some more, and I just got to throw these in here for those who are listening and not following us in chat. My grandma made ornaments out of our baby socks as guardian angels, says Foxy Dot. Um, oh, that's beautiful. And um, isn't that nice? And um, then uh, uh, Lady Marie Tarot said, Saint cards with glitter on balsa wood, you know, mm-hmm. little cutouts. Miss mm-hmm. Michael <laughs> said, if you do an actual pine tree the pine tree protects your work lady marie tarot added pixies stuffed with herbs uh alchemical mm. artists' sour said a friend of mine puts up a fairy tree every year with nothing but angels fairies and tiny birds and uh mm. reverend dr sweets asked balsawood. does it have hoodoo lore no it's just a craft wood you know it's just it's an easy craft wood you can cut it practically with a you know a exacto blade um yeah and um and then um, I'm going to talk about eggs for a moment, egg charms. Oh, so yeah. we'll know how to blow out an egg. Um, if you, I, I did for many, many years. I um, had uh, only egg trees, and I only was using at the time living. This is back back in the uh, 70s. I had um, living calamondin trees. Now a calamondin is a kind of a small orange. It's even smaller than a mandarin orange, and they like all of the citrus. It freshens its fruit in the winter years. So if you have a calmandan in a pot and you bring it in, it looks like a little Christmas tree. You go down to a nursery and ask them if they have and so they'll, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Well, it has these little oranges on it. And I had banty chickens. So these banties... Uh, or laying very small eggs. Now, when a baby chick grows up and is young, it's called a pullet. And the very first eggs that a chicken lays are quite small because it's just sort of breaking in in its little kolaka and getting it bigger. So a banty chicken lays smaller eggs than a regular chicken and a regular hen. And a a pullet, a banty pullet, will lay even smaller eggs. So I saved all of those banty pullet eggs and also all of the regular banty eggs. And then I took my... um, Mm, a Co-E-Nor Rapidograph which is a kind of technical artist's ink pen, and I wrote on them and drew designs on these eggs. They had all been blown out, they had mm. a little knotted thread through them, um, one of them Ooh. i i uh, you know I did um, the names of all the people and so forth, but then I had a uh, twelve of them. And on every one of them was the 12 days of Christmas, right? And I wrote them in spirals going around the eggs, starting at the pointy end and just going around. So I had 12 of those. And those hung on the Kalmandan tree among the oranges. It looked very beautiful. Kalmandans are evergreen, so they had their green leaves and their beautiful oranges and the little tiny eggs. Just a piece of artistry. And everyone needs a Koei nor
4: Rapidograph, you know, because without that, you know. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I I have to say, I think my favorite ornaments are those that are handmade or made by others. I mean, every ornament, whether man or machine made, has a soul, but the handmade ones seem to have more personality. And I I just cherish them more. Um, I know I have a number of them. that I made as a kid that um, were called a, a God's eye. Um, and I don't know if this is made mm. everywhere. Maybe this is just a, a California thing, but it's basically where you do two sticks and an X and then you weave colored yarn in between these. Are, are you guys familiar with that, with what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I re- I
3: remember yeah. it distinctly. Yeah.
4: Okay, yeah, I mean, that's a great example of something that your kids are likely to, you know, bring home from school. Yeah. Um, and we did ours with popsicle sticks. And mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking now, wasn't there something in Deacon, Deacon Millett's book about putting two popsicle sticks together for a friendship spell? That's right. You okay. You learned that one from me. I learned, me. That, I learned that one in Berkeley. Okay. <laughs> So something like that could be uh, done as well, where you know you could uh, you know add a, a sweetening element uh, to something like that.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Fantastic. That's
4: absolutely wonderful.
1: Um, I love. I was the record, asked can in can the I chat room.
3: Out, oh, go ahead. I was just going to point out that the, the popsicle spelled Miss Cat. Uh, shares uh, is one of I I just love that spell because it's such a good folklore piece and you could see people doing it and it's like one of those things that the kids did uh, just one of my favorite spells that I've always heard on the show Mm -hmm.
1: okay I I was asked in the chat room what's a Kalmondan and I um, and I put it in from Wikipedia but I put it in backwards so you'll have to uh, read it but Kalmondan is a intergenetic hybrid between a citrus and a kumquat. Hmm. There you go. Okay.
3: You learn something new every day. Um, one of the things yeah. I love uh, also with decorating is uh, beads, right? Stringing mm. things, I don't know, stringing popcorn is a uh, um, a, a common uh, practice uh, popcorn for the record in, in more Afro-Brazilian traditions is usually used as offerings, it's also used as cleansing so there's a whole kind of other thing you can do and there's some people in Afro-Brazilian traditions that do things with popcorn but then string them up but in the Huda tradition a very great way of working is stringing up beads. so if you're sitting there uh, decorating a tree you can string beads together that you've prayed over that you've dusted, that you've oiled Um, And you oil the bead one by one, and you string it, and you pray. All those prayers gather. There's a sort of meditative quality to it of you adding prayer after prayer after prayer, and then stringing up those uh, beads that you uh, made onto the Christmas tree itself. And they could be beautiful and shiny beads. They could be all sorts of different colors. Um, And it's a great way of, of both decorating and adding that power to it.
4: Yeah, I was going to add, growing up, I had a a friend who was uh, from a Catholic family, and she had told me that when she did it, that she actually did uh, the garland and strung it uh, with the prayers of the rosary. And so after Mm. she was done, she basically had this big rosary garland that the whole family would do this and um, put it on the tree. Um, So if that's your background, I think that that would be wonderful. Um, And, you know... Aside from that, yeah, you could say any type of prayer into you know each of those things that you strung on. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And there's so well, many other things m- I think. Well, somebody somebody could- mentioned <laughs>
1: pomanders. Some it, it, alchemicals, artisans. Hour, we're still off in the chat room going on about calamondins, and <laughs> um, and itty bitty pomanders got mentioned, which of course brings up the subject of regular sized pomanders, and pom palm, pomanders. Um, made with calamondins, you'd have to put tiny, tiny, tiny little tiny cloves in them. But thank you for the idea, Alchemical Artisan's Hour. It's a cool idea. (laughs) Oh, we have radio silence. Well, that is what I was always taught. When everyone falls silent at once, it means an angel has passed through. So thank you. The angel who passed through. Well, um, we are um, absolutely, in my house, train fanatics also. And I'm going to Mm. say something else just uh, for those who think about Christmas trees. Many people, and this is a tradition, of course, it only really goes back to the um, late 19th, early 20th century, the electric train tracks that go around under the Christmas tree, right? A little what's called in among train fanatics um, a roundy round or a pizza or a Christmas tree layout. You can have it just go around the tree and, um, you know, four-foot diameter, that's all you need. But you can also have it go around the room and whatever, not if you have puppies, not if you have kitties. That, they can get a little bit rambunctious with your Christmas train.
2: But Christmas <laughs> trains
1: are another place where you can put um, little gifts and things. Um, one of my happiest memories is a Christmas train that ran around my neighbor's house with Hershey's Kisses in the coal cars. And if you could catch it as it went by, you got a Hershey's Kiss. But imagine if those <laughs> kisses were were dressed with real kisses. Mm, yeah. All righty. Well, we're going to have more on this when the free spell comes up. But right now, we're going to go do our reading
0: the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this week's special guest, Chaz Bogan, We'll be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination, prescribing down home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through blog, radio, or via telephone by dialing 818 394 8535. If you field out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select colors by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, pop a new brief, brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phone and take our first caller. And our first caller is calling in from area code 770 in Georgia. This is uh, Iman. Iman, are you there?
2: I am. Hello, Hello.
0: and am I, am I saying that name correctly? Yes, yeah, you did. Oh, sorry. thank you. Now I see that you're a first-time caller, so we'll th- uh, thank you for allowing us to aid you in your situation today. And uh, also, I see you have not had any readings with Ms. Kat or Contramentally or any other readers or root workers on this situation. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. And she writes I've been in a creative and economic slump for a while. Well, I have a full-time job, but my true passion is art, and I would like, to sustain, to, uh, like it to sustain me financially and to work for myself. I've begun to draft up a plan, uh, a plan for my business using my fine art in uh, more commercial ways. What advice do you have for me as I take this new venture in the new year, and what can I do to ensure long-term success?
4: Alright,
1: well nice to make your acquaintance May I ask you
0: a couple of questions?
1: Of course And it's so great okay. to meet you, I've been a
4: long time follower.
1: <laughs> okay, well, um, what is your sign of the zodiac? Uh,
2: a Gemini and Neil rising and a Gemini moon
1: Gemini? with um Leo rising and a Gemini moon. Okay. So, this is a sign of a great deal of talent um and um ability to change at different times in your life. And now I'm going to ask you another question about um how old are you? I'm 30. 30. Okay, great. So you've gone through your Saturn return. That's important for me to know as a reader um, because if you had told me I'm 27, I'd go, "Uh uh-oh, tough times ahead. But when you're 30, you have made it through to the other side of that very difficult maturation we call the Saturn return. So things may have been rough for you or difficult during that um, time, but now you're going to really, you know, get to the next level. All right. So I'm going to do a three-card reading. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to do is not answer your question directly, because I know we're going to get to the root work later, but you are you want to do a business mm-hmm. using your fine art in more commercial ways. So I'm going to ask one more question, and then I'm going to read for you. Do you do um, uh, line art or flat Painted art, digital art, or do you do three dimensional art such as sculpture?
4: I uh, do both. I draw do sculpture and installation and performance.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you just something as a lady who has bought and sold a great deal of art and worked with a lot of artists. Um, the way to make money with your art is through reproduction. So, installations, not so reproducible, unless you get a gig doing, a, you know, holiday window trimming for a giant department store. But um, if you want to make money with flat art, we'll call it flat art, whatever, you can make um, any kind of prints, postcards, greeting cards, book illustrations, and uh, reproductions of those, of course, uh, get paid for that. And if you do sculpture, Again, there's more money going into it because you have to come up with some way to reproduce those sculptures, but you can also adapt sculpture work to things that have different price points so that someone doesn't have to buy a $2,000 uh, statue of a horse. They can buy a series of six mugs, each of them with a horse head on them. You know what I'm saying? so think creatively, but I know you're already a creative person. All right, now I'm going to throw three cards and we're going to see what we got. What would you say? Oh, so I'm sorry. That's pretty did much my plan. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Speak up. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Oh,
2: I was saying that's pretty much my plan
1: to reproduce the work on shirts and ceramics and things like that. Great. Okay, wonderful. So um, I'm going to do a three-card cut. Card number one is a uh, an interesting card because it says it's going to be a little difficult for you to get this off the ground business-wise. It's not a difficulty with um, talent, but it is a difficulty with money. And so um, be prepared to um, uh, work at several different things before you get this off the ground financially. So the card is called the Eight of Pentacles or the eight of coins, and it shows an artisan making things. That's why I say no problem with the talent, but he is making a number of things before he actually has them all displayed, before he can actually make a living at it. Some of the things you come up with probably will not work out, but um, he has one that he, made that he didn't like, and he kicks it under his bench, but he keeps on going. So when this come, card comes up as the number one card in a reading about a business, I am kind of bound to ask a question. Do you have a business card? Mm-hmm. Uh, I plan Sorry. to get one this month. Okay. The answer The answer is going to I either be yes or no. The answer is either going to be yes or no. Do you oh, have yeah. a business card? No. Do you have a website? No. No. Do you have a Facebook yeah. page? Yes. Do you have an Etsy shop? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So uh, you're starting... Connected... You have a what? I have a shop Sorry, connected not... to my website, yes. Yeah. A shop connected to your website. Great. Okay. Uh, well, I'm I'm going to tell you with this card... I'd like to see you do more for outreach. I want to see that you do have business cards. Get them within the next week. I'd like to see you having um, um, website presence and so forth. This is card that says you have to put yourself on display more. Please put yourself on display more. That's what this card says. The next card is a card that it says to me that there is going to, and again, this is about the money now and the success, there is going to be a bit of a choice. And this card is another money card. It's called the Nine of Pentacles or Nine of Coins. And it shows a beautiful woman in a garden. She has two piles of money one has six coins with a snail next to it, one has three coins with a hawk. And what this tells me is that some of the plans that you have for making money will go very slowly. You won't make much money off of them, slow, slow, like a snail. But the other things will make money very quick, like a hawk flying. So what you're going to do is pay more attention, of course, to those things that go like a hawk. Pay attention to yourself. She's a very beautiful woman. And uh, pay attention to being gracious to others But this tells me that don't worry. If something doesn't work out, just go on and do the other one. And it's a card that says you can succeed, but you will have to uh, uh, throw everything out, and some of them will not make any money to speak of. They're just not going to get you where you want to get. But don't worry about it because the other ones, even though they may be fewer in number, they will make you more money. So it's just a, a question of um, of doing that. And then the third card is a card that is a little bit troubling. We always want the third card to be a happy, great card, but it isn't the best card in the world. And so I want to say that this is a representation that there may be some um, difficulty with this um, prospect of what you're planning on. It is not a card that says, you are going to fail. But it's a card that says you may be a little bit disorganized. And the card is called the Knight of Swords. Now, this is a card that shows a heroic man on a horse, and he's waving his sword, and he's doing everything he can to, to save people and get to, into battle. But he's also not planning as well as he should. So I think that this card is something that will remind you to slow down and plan your steps. Don't let something that goes wrong upset you. Um, And also, this is a warning card, do not take on as a partner, do not take on as a um, manager, do not take on as an agent anybody who seems to you to be moving too fast or is too disorganized. This can represent not you, But another person moving in and saying, Here I am to save the day, but this person themselves has difficulty. So be very cautious if you take on a business partner or an agent, okay? Or any kind of, um, like for instance, if you're doing designs and they're for T-shirts and you want to sell them wholesale. Be careful of the people that you are selling wholesale to. Do not extend credit. There is an optimism that can lead to
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, difficulty if you trust the wrong person with this card. Okay? And as for yourself, be steady-minded in what you are doing and do not, um, do not um, try to uh, uh, go too fast too far. Okay, I'm going to turn this over to Chaz.
4: Okay, so I'm working with Lenormand here, and I've chosen four cards to surround yours. The first of these is behind you, and this is the crossroads. So that's kind of a gimme. Obviously, you're in a place where you're trying to make a decision here, but it really also tells us that a decision needs to be made. So if this is something that you've been thinking like, well, I'd kind of like to do this, you're going to have to make a, a definite decision. But it sounds like you're on that track. That's why you're calling in today. Um, the card that is in front of you that's talking about your future is the Sun card. So this is a really positive card. It's telling us that, you know, your endeavor here is going to be successful. Um, so it's a, it's a really good card to have going forward. It talks about money. It talks about happiness. It seems like doing this with, uh, with your business, with your art, is definitely the direction you need to be going in. However, there's two more cards. There's one that is above you. And this is talking about the influence of spirit. What is it that uh, spirit wants you to do? And the card is the letter. Um, So in this instance, this is talking about the the definite need to write up a business plan. Um, A lot of times people feel called, sometimes just spiritually called, to do what it is that they're passionate about. Um, And that's important, but it's also important to be um, cagey about it and to know what steps you need to take. Um, The card beneath you is the birds, And this is talking about communication. Um, So we were talking earlier, Kat was talking to you about the need to have business cards. Um, And so this is really talking about the need to network, the need to really get out there and get your business cards out there, make contacts, uh, tweet, be on social media. That's going to be the key to your success. But um, overall, it looks good. All right. Okay. Well, um,
1: okay. the, these are these are very interesting cards, and um, so they seem to be generally positive. And you are talking to two people, Chaz and myself, both of whom have earned our living as freelancers, self-creative people in the realm of. Artistry. I do writing and graphic design. Chaz does graphic design and writing. Right? We both do that, mm-hmm. and um, so we know this business back and forth. You might want to. Just saying, you might want to get a, um, a, um, some sort of magical counseling from someone like us, or anyone else who is an artist as well as a. Um, as well as a magician. Okay, just saying. I'm gonna turn this over to Ali. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh definitely get some magical coaching and consultation work. With someone who does um work as an artist, um I think that that's gonna go a long way. They can give you really customized advice as well as just practical on what it takes uh, to, to make a business as, as an artist. I'm going to give you a recommendation as a mojo bag, uh, something that will help ground you a little bit, uh, something that you can carry with you. I do get a sense, even though you're a Gemini, I do get a sense that something, something tactile that you'll be able to hold on to is going to make a big difference, and it's going to be something that you will act as a as a root, no pun intended, uh, for which you can build upon. So I want you to you create this mojo bag. Get yourself five-finger grass, bay leaf, Deer's Tongue, a small lodestone grit, not a big old lodestone, just a lodestone grit, uh, magnetic sand, master root, a piece of master root, and Queen Elizabeth root. This combination is about success, it's about doing the best, you know, it's about bringing victory, it's about uh, attracting good, and it's about beauty and and, uh, mastery. And it's a good combination for artists. It's what I usually make when it comes to artists who are trying to get into business. Um, What you're going to do or aiming to be successful, you're going to have to do some money drawing work uh, on top of this. You're going to put each one of these herbs and roots one by one into your small mojo bag. And you're going to pray over them as you do this. You're going to pray to each one. And say, Lord, may I have been successful with all things that I do, that when I make artwork that people are drawn to, it. that I have recognition and fame, that I have wealth and fortune, that I have creativity and inspiration. You're going to put it in one by one, pray your prayer into the mojo bag, tie it three times, three times, feed it a little bit of whiskey, and carry that thing with you. You're going to feed it once a week, Hold it in your hand, pray over it, use it as your ally. You will start to feel things from the mojo bag. Let's say you come across something that, you know, you might need some type of material that you're going to use in artwork. Lightly reach out and touch your mojo bag, and it will give you a very strong impression. Should you take that thing? Should you not take that thing? Um, Maybe you'll come across a physical place or or an art gallery. Should I be part of this art gallery? Or should I not be part of this art gallery? Decis- in other words, decisions that you make should involve the mojo bag in some way, shape, or form, and open your mind and heart up to whatever the mojo bag brings your way, whichever direction it might lead you, because it's power that you're going to carry with you, a talismanic power that is constantly shaping the world around you to bring you the best success possible. In addition to this, what I would highly, highly recommend is that you get. Um, some type of, of money drawing work going. If you have a physical place in which you're going to do your artwork, you mentioned some type of shop, I'm not sure if it's an online shop or a physical shop, do money drawing work at that place. Uh, a floor wash for a physical place, uh, sugar, cinnamon, or money drawing uh, bath crystals. Or if it's not a physical place then you, and, you have, and it's online, then the best way to do it is generally with
4: incense,
3: which will draw customers from afar you can smoke the area um, that that kind of acts as a virtual space this area around your computer uh, you can smoke the uh, art pieces whatever they are very carefully um, and that is a way to draw in money and I would recommend doing that once a week alongside feeding your mojo bag you feed your mojo bag a little bit of whiskey you light up some incense as an offering uh, you give it a, you know money drawing incense and that will bring in customers your way. And this is in addition to any kind of practical advice or custom advice you'll get from your uh, root worker.
1: Okay, I'm going to run through these ingredients because you went real fast, and we want to get them in the chat (laughs) room. Five-finger grass, bay leaves, deer's tongue, lodestone grit, magnetic sand, master root, and wasn't there something else?
3: Yes, Queen Elizabeth root.
1: Queen Elizabeth Root, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, and <laughs> thank you to Papa Newt for uh, running behind us and putting all those URLs in. Um, Thanks, because Because um, that means that the chat log is a record that you can click and go and find those things um, for use. And um, now, this is a wonderful mojo it's a very very good mojo and um i love the idea of a floor wash even if everything you do was online you're going to sit in a room to do it probably Mm -hmm. So use the floor wash on the floor of the room that you have your computer in and then smoke the computer and you're going to use money drawing money drawing or you can make your own floor wash okay All right, there's our music coming up. So we're going to go to um, another um, uh, reading, and we'll be right back.
0: Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forest Hill, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of missionary independent spiritual churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client. Our next client is calling in from area code three four six. Uh, In New York Uh, Mm -hmm. This is Jennifer Jennifer are you there?
2: Yes I'm here can you hear me?
0: Uh, Yes Welcome
2: to the show uh, Jennifer have
0: you had any uh, Readings on the situation that you're Presenting us with today?
2: No I haven't this is my first Time I'm an Aquarius I don't know my rising side I just know That I'm an Aquarius
0: It's all (laughs) good thank you (laughs) And good for Um, you
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: and um I was just curious real quick cuz I was reading the information that Nagashiva had sent me um there's something about hit a pedestrian were you the one that was hit by yes, the taxi I was driver? Hit. Um, okay I had oh, so just had
2: graduated
4: okay um,
2: so how I think I brought this on me was I was, hit by, so, so the, so I was hit by a taxi driver. I was just finishing law school, studying tax law, and I was working full-time, and I was not taking care of myself. I wasn't in a happy place. And I remember before, I was working really late hours in banking. And um, that Sunday I was hit by a taxi driver, and that broke my kneecap. And mm-hmm. this was of July. Um, it gave me time to – I didn't think it was an accident because – um, before my mom crossed over, my mom and Karen's crossed over, my mom always wanted me to take care of my health and myself, and I never did that. I mean, we graduated seminary school together. I believe my mom is, um, just to give you a quick rundown, like my ancestors, I think my mom is a Gullah, like from the Geechee, so I'm just learning it to myself. I don't know. I just always oh, read under, funny. like... <laughs>
1: well, honey, here's the thing. We only have a limited amount of time. The more you talk, the less reading you get.
2: Okay, okay. So, okay, okay. I'm, so just, me, gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to
1: call... I'm just going to call Judge Judy on it right now.
4: It's all good. Oh, right.
1: Okay, thank uh, so what you. Your <laughs> be, uh, <laughs> so, what's
0: so uh, so what the question? question going on? What's your question for, uh, for our readers?
2: My, my question is so, when this accident happened, I had gained a lot of weight and I joined a weight loss program with a guy who happens to be a Scorpio. And um, he started to like me a lot. Um, and, um, he said we're spiritually aligned, and I began to like him a lot as well. Never would date him because he told me he was trying to get a divorce and he's living with a girlfriend. It seemed like chaos. But I really liked him to mm-hmm. help me lose a lot of weight, and I guess he wrote me, he likes me, and every time he wrote me, I told him, listen, only I would love to get to know you, but the only way is if you're single. And he said, I believe you're a good person. And um, okay. make a long story we're short, like his girlfriend okay. saw his message. and
1: You're not going to get um, your reading, baby. You're not going to get okay, your that's reading. It, that's
2: it. That's it. it, it that's if you it, don't, it, if you
1: don't give us the time to answer, what is the question? Do you want us to find out about the man for you? Yes.
2: Yes. Okay. And, now it, we're it, on and, and he left. And he and and he, and he and he like I said, his girlfriend saw that he he wrote me that he likes me, and pretty much he said, listen, I saw what I text my girlfriend, I can't talk to you. I got to work on my relationship, okay. and that was it. And we can't quit the weight loss program. So okay. Okay.
1: So he liked you, and then said he had to work on his relationship.
3: What do you want to know? (laughs) I think she wants to know if there's any potential with this guy if he's going to come back. Is that correct?
2: Yes. Yes.
3: Okay. Okay, I've got. Ah, this. thank you. I, I, I've got this.
2: <laughs> 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 okay,
3: right. and I, I also so want
2: to know would my business be good if I work for? Well, got, no, you gotta, can't have two at once, on sweetheart. Sweetheart, all... sweetheart,
1: I know you're new. I know you're new to our show,
2: but um, okay. you're, this
1: is, you This is. We we're trying to do a reading here. We can't do two readings. So Ali okay, is going to give one. you a reading on will he come back.
3: Yes. So yes. I've pulled I pulled a few cards here, and I'm going to talk about them. Um, so a, a couple things. Uh, my teacher who taught me Hoodoo has deep connections with the Gullah Geechee, So that's uh, a connection that we have. Um, and okay. then two, uh, Scorpio and Aquarius relationships. And this is, I think, very important to understand. They are not one of the more ideal... Uh, astrological connections. Um, and, okay. and that is because of just the way that the Scorpios and Aquarius communicate. Um, Aquarius can get, end up getting really hurt by the way that a Scorpio mm-hmm. can communicate. Scorpios have a very sharp tongue; You often need someone who's very, very kind of tough skin that can deal with them. Um, so just just bear mm-hmm. that in mind that they can, they can end up uh, uh, causing more trouble, but they're magnetic and wonderful, but just the very fact that he's going through a divorce and he's living with a girlfriend and he's also kind of like a you, it's a very kind of Scorpio thing, right? There's a lot of love there. Um, so I've pulled three cards, and the question is, does he come back? Is there going to be a good relationship here uh, despite the kind of astrological complications? And the answer here is that, yeah, there's something between you two, but it's going to come at a very heavy price. So, maybe it'd be better to think of something else. The very first card we have is the Ace of Swords. The Ace of Swords shows us the divine hand of God reaching out. He's got a sword in his hand, and that sword is crowned with a with garland hanging from it. And this is a card of making tough decisions, but decisions that require sacrifice. So, here he is. He's already made, in his way, his decision his girlfriend found out that he was talking to you or that he was sent some form of communication and she made him choose and he made his choice. It wasn't an easy choice. He obviously cared for you. He obviously liked you very deeply and you, you know there was something there. But he made the decision. A difficult decision that you were what he needed to sacrifice in his life and so he cut you out of his life that is the ace of swords now that asks the question of well, what are you going to do now you have to make the tough decision are you going to continue to like a man who's cut you out of his life or are you also going to cut this man out of your life now the good news is that he is not entirely gone that this man may return At some point, we see this in the next card, which is the Nine of Cups. There's still something there. There's still some unfinished sort of business. But that business does not necessarily mean a relationship. This is a man who likes to have it all. The Nine of Cups is a self-satisfied merchant that's sitting down, and he has all his wares and trophies behind him all in a row, all his ducks in a row, so the student. Um And so, he, yeah, this is a person who likes a little bit of attention. This is a person who enjoys people, who's not a bad person in any way, shape, or form, but um, whose motives may be slightly uh, different. I think you two connect spiritually. I think you two connect emotionally. But I think where yeah. he is in his life versus where you are in your life very different places and he's a little bit more comfortable um, having uh, you know trying to have it all and I think you want something more exclusive you want something more serious so that's just something to bear in mind that you guys might be in a a different place. The final card that we have tells you tells us well what's going to happen once he returns and the answer is that nothing will happen once he returns. So yes he's already made his decision he may come back in a little bit probably or around the beginning of the new year. Um, but then we have the final card, which is the Seven of Wands. And the Seven of Wands shows us a, a man with a staff, and he's fighting back his rivals from beneath. If you bring this, this man comes back into your life, he comes back with baggage, and you will be one among many who fight and vie for his attention. I, this is also okay. a card of stalemate that says you will not be able to progress further, that you will compete for his attention, that you will continue to question um, you know whether he likes you or whether there's something here or or whatnot. That you'll continue to have those questions and you'll wonder what's to come next. And you will kind of compete trying to get his attention. You'll text and you'll chat and you'll flirt and you'll do all those wonderful things. But at the end of the day, you will realize, or you should realize, hopefully, that nothing actually will come of it. That it hasn't moved forward. That you're still in the same place that you were. Before he left. And so the cards tell us yes, he's going to come back at some point. You should uh, uh-huh. have a conversation if you want, but do not seek this man out as a long term lover. The chances there do not look good.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. And he's much older All than right. me. I'm 31. He's 53. Uh, ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Now yeah. we're
1: going to go to reading number two. <clears throat> And your second reading is going to be with Chess, And he's going to read a different kind of cards. He's
4: going to read Lenormand cards, I believe. Yes, indeed. And um, I've chosen four of these cards to surround her. Um, the one in the back, which is talking about her past, is the bouquet. So, you know, this was a, a meaningful relationship for you. It, it obviously um, had an impact or you wouldn't be here today calling us about it. Um, Directly in front of you, which talks about the future. We have the mountain, and the mountain isn't a, a good card to get in this situation. The mountain talks about struggle. To get over that mountain, you're really going to have to work at climbing it,
2: um, and
4: okay. you know, <laughs> might not want to work that hard. Um, Above you, where it's talking about what it is, what the message of spirit is, we have the scythe. And he cut you out of his life. Um, Really, what needs to happen is you need to cut him out of yours. Um, You know, that said, however, the card below you is the garden. So, cutting him out of your life completely may be a bit difficult. now, is he somebody that sort of – is he part of your social circle? Would you be meeting with him otherwise? Or No,
2: no. He helped me lose a lot of weight, which was
4: a big mm-hmm. thing, a
2: hard thing in my life. And I think that's what connected me. And I would always – you know, we would always read about different metaphysical books. and And, okay. and I think – but every time he tried to approach me and kiss me, I wouldn't allow it because he had too much drama going on that I didn't want to mm-hmm. subject myself. And I and I had been single for a while, so it was just easy to have someone help me lose weight during a time where I was hit by the taxi driver and get almost to my perfect weight. I'm still losing the weight now without him. I was going to re-sign up to the program, but after she saw his mm-hmm. messages of attraction to me, you know, he said, we, we got to cancel this weight loss program. We got to cancel everything. I got to, you know, I'm married. I'm this. Okay. I'm dating this girl and I'm moved in with her. He doesn't even know her, really, but it just, I just said, okay. You know, I'm looking other- for that. Sure.
4: Okay, well, there's something about the garden. The garden usually talks about social settings. Um, so th- he isn't completely removed from your life, and I, I think this is what um, Karjaman Ali had uh, suggested as well. He is still going to be around, so sort of expect that you might get some invites from him to do this or that, uh, but you have to decide for yourself. I mean, given what that he's already shown a willingness to you know, cut things off with you and that the road ahead looks difficult, um, you know, there's your answer. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. So now now we've gotten uh, two readings that are with two different forms of uh, reading cards, Tarot and Lenormand, two different readers, but they both say something similar. And so I'm going to give you some root work advice my feeling is um this man and you kind of already twigged to this there's too much drama going on um for whatever reason he he's not completely available, and and you really got the good thing from him, which is the weight loss program. I'm going to recommend to you that you continue with the weight loss, but maybe with a different teacher, mentor, helper, um, therapist, whatever it is that he provides um, in terms of athleticism, dietary uh, help, or whatever. I think that you need the program but I think that he is not the right one. So I'm going to do something that I would consider a two-part 2, two part spell. So first part, we're going to get some a couple of very nice little candles. These do not need to be figural candles. You don't need to take up a lot of your space or time. You can use tea lights, birthday candles, four-inch chime candles, any little thing like that. You're going to make one for him and make it be You know, a nice candle of health. Usually people use white or light blue for healthiness, for blessings and things like that. And you're going to make one for yourself. That would be white because you're wide open to the future. You're going to make one for the woman he lives with. You can make her be pink. Nice romantic relationship with him. And you're going to start with these three candles in a a row, like one, two, three. Yours, his, and hers. You're going to light them all. If you use tea lights, it's fine. You can dress them with a little bit of oil. You can use, for your candle, you can use blessing and healing oil because that's what you need. You need healing from your kneecap problem. You need blessing um, on your weight loss, and it's always um, good to combine blessing and healing. For him, just give him um, any kind of thing like clarity. You can dress his candle with clarity oil and write his name in it. And um and for the other lady, uh well, you could put stay with me because she wants him to stay with her. And this is a nice candle spell to do for them. You don't have to get involved with them, you don't have to know her. So I to repeat and, and I hope that Donaga Shiva can write this in the chat room. White candle for you with blessing and healing. A a blue candle with for him, light blue for clarity. And for the other lady, pink candle, stay with me or stay at home or whatever might be good for her. Now, you have these three candles in a row, and you're going to have about eight inches between each candle. Just spread your fingers, your thumb to your little fingers, about eight inches, okay? And you're going to pray for each of these before you light them. And you're going to start by praying for the lady. Whatever her name is. Other lady, I do not know your name. Or you can say, Other lady, whose name is Corrine, or whatever her name is. I wish you all the best in your life. You have a man with a wandering eye. Let him return to you. May all your dreams be fulfilled. May your life be one of happiness and harmony. And you go to him, and you say, I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now you go to his candle that's in the middle. And you say, Mr. Weight Loss Guy, whatever his name is, you are a great healer, you are a wonderful healer, but I release you to go back to your woman, I release you to heal others, I release you to where you must go, and I ask this in Jesus' name. Then you come to your own candle. And you may say to your own candle, Lord, I I come before you with a humble heart and my head bowed down and I ask for healing for my knee. I ask for weight loss and make it permanent. I ask to be able to be led in good ways of diet and exercise. I ask for you to bring a new doctor into my life, a new medicine, a new healer. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen, because we all know that Jesus is a doctor and Jesus can heal and save Okay, now you light all three of the candles as you pray over each one you light it but now his candle you're going to move it and you're going to move 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 his candle just as it burns move it toward her until they are right next to each other touching each other and then you're going to move them both the way together now go your way my pretty ones Go, go your way have your lovely life together but trouble me no more and then you can take a knife Don't use a sharp knife. We're not going to hurt them. Just use a bread knife, a simple bread knife, and you're going to lay it down between your candle and theirs, and you're going to say, now go your way in peace and trouble me no more. Now, if you want to find a new doctor, healer, or helper, you can light another candle on the other side of you, right, and you can move toward that person. I need a new weight loss trainer. I need a new dietitian. I need a whatever. And you could do that at the same time. In other words, this could be a four-candle spell. Or you can just stand pat and stand firm in your own little area. Okay? And that is what I would recommend to you. It's a two-part spell, one for your own self and your own healing, and the other for them to be healed and reunited with one another and him not to be so moving in on ladies like he does. Okay? Now, does anyone have anything to add to this? Totally. That was fantastic.
3: Nothing. It was so comprehensive <laughs> and beautiful.
1: <laughs> well, thanks. So. But can we can we, we could talk about uh, dressing the candles with herbs. We could talk about little paths. We could talk about this <clears throat> and that and the other. But I think really what, and why reason I said a bread knife is um, that what you really want to do is something gentle.
4: How about you, Mm Chas? Do you have anything to add to this? Um, Well, I mean, it seems like the the gift that he gave her was was motivation and encouragement. So, you know, really anything along the lines that she can do to provide that for herself, you know, something along the lines of working with uh, Crown of Success products, something along those lines would, would probably be helpful as well.
1: You know you just you got me thinking self heal there's an herb called self heal and um also known as all heal and I would love you to take some of that self heal herb and you can make yourself a little tea with other healthful herbs self heal is is a drinkable it's not the best taste in the world, but you could just crumble a little of it up into your tea. And um, people drink self-heal as a tea, and they bathe in it, too. That is to heal yourself, and I really do recommend that. You could take, self, you could take some of that healing oil and mash up some self-heal herb in it. You can buy it dried and let it uh, sit and get uh, stronger, and you can also use that in a bath that is a an amazing herb everyone loves self heal and um and crown of success is a good one too keep your you might also add life everlasting herb and um that is used for um uh health and to promote life and very good herb again you can drink life everlasting in a tea so let's make you a three part tea self heal herb life everlasting herb and some green tea to wake you up to the potential for where you're going to go with your life. Keep up that weight loss. pu air tea or green tea, both are slimming teas and will help you keep that weight off. Okay. I really, um, really ho- hope for the best for you. I know you want him back. You're not going to get him back. It's not going to be good. Alright. Good luck to you. Let's turn this over to our technical department for our technical <laughs>
3: The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Condrum and Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain. Tuesdays, 5 to 6. Fid and Foxy, Madame Nadia and Jaya Danya, Wednesdays, 6 to 7. And The Witch, the Priestess and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Lafay. Friday, six to seven, all time specific, at three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Fordsville, California, and online at LuckyMojo.com.
0: And now it's time for our free sell segment with Chad Bogan of Chad in Walnut Creek, California. Take it away, Chad.
4: Okay, so we're gonna be doing a paper chain garland spell. Uh, Paper chain garlands are something that many of us made as kids, slips of paper connected in a chain. What we're going to do is much the same. However, we're going to make ours a bit more magical, and we're going to do this by writing on the back of each slip of paper. You can write affirmations, wishes, empowering quotes, really anything that inspires you. So here's what we're going to need. Uh, we're going to need some letter-sized paper, which is eight and a half by 11. The thicker, the better. We're also going to use some wrapping paper. Um, this is a great way of recycling wrapping paper, because you just are going to use little bits of it. Um, also, we're going to need a glue stick, a pair of scissors... And a Sharpie, I would suggest a gold or silver colored Sharpie. Also some transparent tape. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to begin with the letter paper, and we're going to cut it lengthwise into one-inch strips so that you will end with 11 one-inch by eight-inch strips. I prefer long garlands, so I would do this with a couple pieces of paper so that I would have at least 22 strips to work with. Our next step is we're going to decorate this paper because, you know, the letter paper on its own just isn't all that exciting. So we're going to roll out some of this wrapping paper and we're going to use the glue sticks to glue these strips of paper to the wrapping paper. We're going to cut around the strips until all of these are decorated on one side with wrapping paper. Now, step three is the fun part. You're going to take your Sharpie, and on the plain side of each strip, you're going to write something magical, such as, I have joy in my life or perhaps you're planning to have difficult relatives over for the holidays, you could write something such as, my home is filled with peace and love. It's up to you to be creative. If you have any quotes that you love or any bits of scripture that you'd like to uh, be reminded of, uh, that's what you would use. Uh, Step four, what you're gonna do is you're going to match the end of the strips so the wrapping paper side is on the outside, and you're going to secure the ends with tape. You're going to continue doing this, threading each strip through the circle of the previous one until you've made your chain garland. And that's pretty much it. You're going to hang this anywhere that you wish to be inspired for the holidays or protected or whatever it is that um, you wrote on the back of this. And just whenever you see it, you're going to remember the magic, and that magic is going to hang over you, and it's going to influence your home. All right, how does that sound?
1: That sounds beautiful. Um, I'm going to also mention curtain rods. You know me and my curtain rods. Um, (laughs) if (laughs) If you don't want them on your tree, put them on your curtain rods. You can make many more than 22 rings if you want to. And I'm going to tell you something that um, resembles this. And this is such a beautiful way to work. Um, We have also made these in our shop with the little paper squares that are uh, Nepalese, so-called Tibetan Buddhist prayer papers. Not the prayer flags now, but the prayer papers. If you ever order from Lucky Mojo, you've probably gotten some of these little square prayer papers. And they are nine little squares per paper. You write on them fold them in thirds because they're marked in nine, so you just fold them fold them and that makes little tiny loops, right? And they come in mm. five colors and you just go one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, you can go as long as you want to and I have to thank the crafty, the magical and the amazing Eileen Edler for this and what it looks like when you're done is a whole bunch of rings with little Sanskrit things and Tibetan pictures on it, but inside of everything all of those wishes have been written inside and hidden. Very quickly. Yeah. And yeah, we do sell those. Can... Uh, we, we sell the the prayer papers if you want a bundle of them. You can go on and make hundreds of those rings.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about yeah, that, about, that, about how, that how, how beautiful is that to add prayers to, like, ring by ring by ring. I love this type of working, by the way, this type of, like, how you build Right, you start off and you, you add a little bit, and you increase. It's such a beautiful working, chat. I love it.
4: Oh, thanks. And you could, you know, keep it, add to it each year, and you could do other things as well. And you could dust it with powder, or you know, any of the uh, the normal things you would do for for working hoodoo. Yeah. Well, and it's you
1: simple know, and straightforward. That's another thing too. If great. you're worried. If you're worried about people reading those prayers, you can put them down first and then lay the wrapping paper over them too. Just saying, that's, yeah, that's them. another way. Yeah,
4: yeah. And I chose the uh, silver or gold sharpie. That works a little bit. The black one tends to bleed through the other side, even with the wrapping paper. Um, uh, so, and they're they're Christmas colors anyway, so that's that works great.
1: Yes, yes, that's that's true. When you uh, when you do it. Um, with the five colors of Tibetan prayer papers, you went with with the beautiful pastel array of um, mm. sort of a, a gray, a yellow, a pale yellow, a pale green, a pale blue, and a pink. It's 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 not as Christmassy. It actually mm. is better yeah. Easter colors. If you want to make Easter garlands, the Tibetan prayer papers are good for that. I love your idea of recycling uh, the um, gift wrap because. Everybody needs a use for all that beautiful gift wrap in their life. Also, just like you with the precious ornaments, I still have pieces of precious gift wrap that the people who gave (laughs) me those gifts are long gone, long dead, and I cut them down into smaller and smaller pieces of gift wrap, and then finally they become little name tags and they disappear. But it's a way to remember people who gave you those gifts so, so many years ago. Chaz, i got to tell you, I have gift wrap from the 1970s, okay?
4: I That's how
1: Tory I am. <laughs> <laughs> very small pieces, very small pieces. All right. Yes, as as Nagashiva said in the chat room, preserve the memories, and that mm-hmm. is the truth. So much of what we love is... is you know, traveling into memory, and so much of what we do is to always remember those who have been with us and especially <coughs> at the days it's a good time to remember All right, we're going to turn this over to Papa Newt, and he's going to give us our closing announcements, and then we'll all come back and say goodbye in our own ways.
0: Thank you, miss Cat and Conjuman Ali, and thank you Chad Bogan of chatbogan dot and Walnut Creek, California, for being our guest this week. Just to let you all know, next week and the week after, we will be doing a rebroadcast of the show, but we will return live to you in 2018. Once again, we've come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodie Rework Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find this cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman LB at theconjureman.com in Nishbeho, California. I'm your announcer, Bob Newt, joining you from PopNew.com in Omaha, Nebraska, the Lucky Mojo Hoodie. The work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymeasure.com dot slash radio Follow up with Seth luckymeasure. Like I'd like to say thanks for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week or in 2018, when you will hear the familiar strains <laughs> of the Memphis Jug <laughs> Band playing the Jug Band Balls. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you did it, Papa Newt.
0: <laughs> we
1: will be back. <laughs> we will be back on January seventh. So happy Hanukkah, happy Christmas, happy Yule, happy tween days, happy New Year, and uh, and happy, happy, happy everything to everybody. Uh, (laughs) All right. That's all for me, I guess. Say goodbye, Countryman Ali.
3: Yeah, happy holidays, happy Christmas, happy Hanukkah, and have a great New Year.
4: All right, and say goodbye, Chaz. Happy holidays, everybody. Thanks a lot. It was fun.
0: It was fun. Good night,
4: all. Good night. (laughs)
0: Bye-bye.